I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Kara. And this is Allison. And today we have such a special episode. We are celebrating one year of the Artie Friends Podcast. Holy moly, guys. Who thought we'd be here one year later? (laughs) Just kidding. We definitely thought we'd be here. So it's very exciting. And yeah, we're really proud and we have so much to reflect on from the last year, but we'll kind of do our normal thing, especially since it's been a month since we've caught up, talk about our peaks, your guys' peak, and then we can get into reflecting what we've learned, some lessons. If anyone's looking to start a podcast out there, we got some hiccups that we went through that can maybe spare you guys some time. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the lessons that we're going to share applies to any business or project you're going to start. I know 
of these lessons can parallel to many other aspects of our lives. So before we get into that, I guess we can do a little catch up. We both have been doing a lot the last few weeks. So Allison, do you want to go first about what you've been up to? You have a huge announcement. And if you follow Allison, you know what this is. Do I? Are you talking about New Wave? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was like, is that my big announcement? Then I started tripping out. I'm like, what else have I been doing? (laughs) She's Um, pregnant. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. No, not not anytime (laughs) soon for that. Um, Yes. One of my 2022 goals was to find a balance between the podcast, like social media, behind the scenes content creation work and the store. And I feel like I have a really good hold on that. Karen and I have kind of been batch recording that thinking we're going to do more of the batch recording for this year. So that helps a ton. Then the store, I am switching back to a pop-up method, which was how I had it for two years. And I did about 20 months of set operational hours. Now we're back to pop-ups and I'm excited. I already had the first pop-up. It was great. I have my second one this Saturday. So I'm feeling good about that. And another one of my other goals for the year was the 200 yoga classes. And I'm at 48 already. Wow. So I was like really trying to go hard because I was like, oh my gosh, well, if I'm going to be traveling this year, I need to like bulk some up. And now I'm like, okay, girl, I think we've got enough in the bank like I'm good. I could probably go at a little slower pace, but I'm having fun with it. <laughs> and then my third uh, goal update is I did do a hotel collab last weekend. Um, we went to Des Moines, which I'll share as my peak of the week. So pausing on details about that, but we went to Des Moines and I was like, wait, I should try to get a hotel collab. So we stayed at Shirty. I don't even know how to say it. It's like S-U-R-E-T-Y. It's like the cool, cute hotel in Des Moines. It was downtown. They were so nice. They like left us a welcome package, gave us parking. The top floor room on the corner with full windows, king size bed, walk-in bathroom. Clay and I were like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So yeah, the, the goals are going good. They've definitely helped keep me in check. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you? You went out of the country. So your update is just as exciting as mine. Yeah. Just Sun got back kissed. from the Dominican Republic. Oh, yes. Is it real? Is it Maybelline? We're not sure. (laughs) (laughs) The tan is a little bit foundation too, but yes, got to the DR, got some sun, got to go with my sister McKenna and my friend Hania, who I met through working on productions and was our talent for one of our video shoots. And now we're friends. And it was so much fun. We ran around the country for a week. And I think I wanted to share this and I kind of shared it already on my Instagram. But a lot of people, when I told them I was going to the Dominican Republic, they're like, oh, like all inclusive, like you're going to Punta Cana, just going to like hang out at the hotel and drink. And which is like totally fine. Like that's totally a huge part of um, Dominican Republic tourism. But my friend Robin, who I also met through working at BD, Beautiful Destinations, he's from Puerto Rico, has been all over the world, literally such a talented videographer, has been to so many countries, continents. He says that his favorite country is the Dominican Republic. So if this guy who's so well-traveled has this country as his favorite country in the world, I'm like, okay, there has to be more than just the all-inclusive resorts. Like there has to be more to this country that is just super appealing. So that was kind of our goal and like what we had set out when we went there. There was to just kind of like see what this, I don't know, amazing country had and more past the beach and just drinking and hanging out, which is still, again, so fun when you want to do that. But we wanted to see why this is Robin's favorite country. We definitely saw that. We got a rental car, drove to me and Hania got there first. We got there before McKenna because she only had five days off. So we stayed for a week though. So we got there a couple days before, hung out in a beach town called Dominicus, which is not as touristy as Punta Cana. Still like developed and stuff, but 
I don't know. It felt more uh, like you were traveling and not just like a tourist there. So you did that, got McKenna, took the rental car up to Samana, which is like the north part of the Dominican Republic. And it literally looked like Bali. I'm telling everyone now, if you want to go to Bali, don't worry about it. Go to Samana. It is the same thing. Way closer. You don't have to fly like 20 hours to get there. Same vibes. People were so nice. The food was great. The and beaches. you've been to Bali, so you can say that. Yes, I've been to both, guys. Honestly, it looks it looks like Hawaii, too. Well, I'm just going to say it looks like everything. Looks like Nebraska, too. <laughs> it literally looks like Hawaii at the same time. I'm like, wow, this place, I can see why it's my friend's favorite country. So just ran around the country and another awesome person is Hania is Mexican, so she speaks Spanish. And it was amazing having someone speak Spanish on your trip. Like, because I'm usually the one that speaks Spanish, quote unquote, but like having someone fluent and, you know, that can actually talk to these locals and find us amazing, cool experiences, amazing food. She like connected with a lot of people while we were there on a really personal level. And it was just, it made the experience all that much better. So shout out to Hania. She literally was watching Spanish YouTubers going through the country before we got there and like found so many cool hidden things that you could only find if you were like, you know, Spanish speaking, I feel like. So shout out to Hania, you rock. But yeah, I think that's everything I did. Got back and now it's back to regular life. That's okay. I needed like a week to recharge my batteries and now I'm I'm running through the winter, the rest of the winter. Yeah, your trip looked amazing. I think you're right in how you were saying it looks like Bali and Mm -hmm. Hawaii. It's because it has that mountain look, like that more jungly as opposed to just being like you're on a sandy beach and all you can see is water for miles, which is awesome too. But yeah, your photos looked insane. There was like a good contrast, yes, of like the flat beach, the mountains. Was very crazy driving through. Not gonna lie, I want to tell people to go to Samana, but I'm like, you have to be very brave to drive there because it was definitely like, we got back to Punta Cana. We were gonna fly out and we met someone. They're like, you drove here? That's like the fifth most dangerous country to drive in. I'm like, like, we got in a car accident yesterday in our bus and that was like a butt I'm like oh gosh I don't think I realized how actually dangerous it can be because the roads are kind of bad and the, the drivers are literally crazy they like swerve around you and stuff so ignorance is bliss caution. Yeah. yeah ignorance is absolutely bliss in this situation I was just driving around the country playing my music okay and this is funny because I actually went down to St. Joe today this morning already and you oh know my how gosh you, yeah that's like and the, two and a half hours <laughs> yeah I've been like up and at him today but how you were saying you didn't want to come up because of the storm and then you just drove in the, and threw yeah. all of that down there in a foreign country that speaks a different language on a dangerous road. And <laughs> meanwhile, I'm back in St. Louis. Like there's a winter storm advisory. <laughs> I'm scared to drive in this, but I'm like literally swerving through potholes, <laughs> like flying up mountains, literally like, swerving around bike riders. Oh my God. <laughs> I got the attitude of the Dominican driver while I was there. Like all of a sudden I'm 30 over the speed limit. I'm flipping past people. I don't know. It it probably was an ignorance is bliss thing because you know, being from the Midwest that our winter storms are bad. You just Mm -hmm. went down there. You were living life. Happy. Yeah. Happy go lucky. That is like a whole nother conversation of like me thinking like, should I bought car insurance for this trip? Like just seeing how many flat tires we were driving by. And like every time we hit a really bad pothole, I'm like, oh gosh, this is the end. I think after this trip, I'm going to recommend and probably proceed with getting car insurance like on travel trips because something could have happened (laughs) for sure. 
Totally. Yeah, you're very lucky that I didn't. No flat tires, nothing crazy. We did have an accident. Not an accident, but our car like started to break, which I posted about also on my Instagram stories. This piece of plastic was just like hanging from the bottom of our car. We we're on the highway and all of a sudden you hear like thump, 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 thump. I'm like, oh my God, I, I'm going to jump out of this car. Like I can't handle this stress. And we pulled off and the universe was looking after us because the second we pulled off, these like two guys came up to help us because we were like bent over looking at the bottom of the car, like obviously to another spectator something was wrong with our car and the guy's like I'm a mechanic like I think you can just tie that piece up and you'll be good to go and he found like a rag on the side of the road and just tied it up and then we're off on our journey so that's funny that you, I had that exact same thing happen in my old car and really? I had a ball of yarn in my back seat because I was like doing some art project total chance that that happened to be in there and it's same it was like a few winters ago thump 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 I pull over and was I had to like <laughs> yank it to pull it up and there was like a hole in it so I put like 12 layers of yarn to tie it all up and it held for like six months till I went and got it fixed <laughs> Yeah, when we got back to the rental car place, the guy, we showed them that, like, quote unquote, we tied it. And the guy was like, you tied that really well. And we're like, yeah, we were, we're really strong. strong. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe we'll oh get a gosh. refund on the car. We're waiting to find out. We'll see. Hey, that would be super ideal. I know. They left us. Like, we just rented it. And it had only been, like, a couple of days after. And it's already fallen apart. So. Well, any any other updates? That was a whole no, big I, peak of the month. But do you have a specific was, <laughs> peak of the week that happened? Yeah, that was a whole peak of the month. I think peak of the week was, so I guess another story. I've just told a lot of stories about this trip. I'll, sh- I'll shout one more in because this is my peak of the week was, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't like booking everywhere that I'm staying, that I'm traveling until I'm on the ground because I don't want to, again, it's something we've said on the podcast, fear of better options. I don't want to book something when I'm here in St. Louis and then find out that it's like not a good area to stay in or like there's something way better and you just need to go like a couple more miles down the road. So I like to book things when I'm on the ground. And of course, this backfired because once we got there, we realized like the Friday, Saturday and Sunday that we didn't have booked was the equivalent of like 4th of July, Labor Day weekend in the Dominican Republic. It was the celebration of the Virgin Mary. So everyone has off of work. Literally every hotel, I'm not even kidding. Every hotel was booked. We were at this point walking door to door to hotels, like just trying to find somewhere to stay on Friday night. We're like, we'll figure out Saturday and Sunday later. We just need to stay somewhere tonight. Like everything online was booked. Again, like door to door was no help. So we found this like happy hour bar and we're just sitting there drinking juice using their Wi-Fi. And Hania is telling all the workers in Spanish, like, we're stranded. We don't know what to do. We, like, we don't have anywhere to stay tonight. And the waiter's like, hold on, let me let me take you somewhere. And he took her like next door down this alley. And me and McKenna are like, what is going on? He grabs this old woman. This old woman comes out, talks to Hania, takes her inside her house. We're like, is Hania getting kidnapped right now? What is going on? 10 minutes later, Hani comes back and she's like, okay, this lady has a cabin for us to rent. It's $70 and it's available tonight. Should I tell her we're going to do it? And we're like, did you take a picture of it? And she's like, oh yeah, here's a picture. And it's like really nice. It's right on the beach. It's like a gorgeous view. We're like, what the heck? This is $70. So we booked it. And again, the universe is looking after us because we got this like gorgeous apartment above this restaurant. This, I guess this old lady, her name's Olga, Doña Olga. She owns two restaurants. She's like the mom of the entire town. She owns two apartments above her restaurants and only rents them to people that she likes. So when I guess when Hani went in to talk to her, she was like looking Hani up and down. And the waiter was like, do you have an apartment for tonight? And she was like, hmm. 
and like the whole time was judging Hania to like to figure out decide if, oh my to decide gosh. yes and she's like we do and we got to rent it and it was like a really nice day had dinner at Doña Olga's a restaurant so that's my peak of the week was something chaotic turning into something really cool well I guess it didn't backfire then it ended up working out it just yeah you had to use patience but it still worked out patience that's amazing and optimism yeah. <laughs> that we were gonna find something worst comes to worst we could sleep in our car I guess so I'm with you though because be okay. the worst thing is like getting down there and or you're bored of that hotel if you book too many nights or yeah. you know something comes up it's just way more fun to get like say one night booked maybe right when you get there from the airport and yeah. then just wing it the rest of the time I, I'm glad you agree I feel like that's probably crazy to some people but I think it's really fun and we would have never met Doña Olga she was a badass like she was not like a sweet old lady she was like a hard ass old lady like you could tell that she's like been through some stuff you know like she was very cool I love that and that is fantastic (laughs) okay so now what is your peak of the week because I've talked a lot (laughs) no I love it this is good I feel like I hog the mic way too much so you have many minutes to offset for me My peak of the week was getting to see Clay compete in his first CrossFit competition. That's what we went to Des Moines for. And he has a brother that's a few years older, and his brother has competed in quite a few CrossFit competitions as he got into it before. And that's kind of how Clay, you know, was introduced to that world. Of course, Clay has lifted tons throughout playing college football and just like growing up with three older brothers. But anyway, this is his first actual CrossFit competition. And after the first day, they were in first place, which is insane. They did so good. And then on the second day, they had a few more events and they ended up getting fourth, which is still so good out of everyone. Basically, there was this one event. CrossFit's kind of confusing because there's some events where being short is really helpful. Some where like being tall is really helpful. There's all these different kind of events because it's weightlifting and cardio and gymnastics and strength. It's like a very dynamic sport. And anyway, on this one event that really mattered, you had to be short because of how it was set up. And (laughs) Clay and his brother are well over six foot. So there was just like no way that it was going to work. But it was so fun to watch them. Like the whole gymnasium was just like full of people and it was very electric and exciting. It totally took me back to like my track meet days. And I just see so much future for Clay and CrossFit. Like this being his first time, he definitely has like big goals for his CrossFit career per se. And he's young. So there's plenty of years left. The man is going to go far because he's only been doing it for eight months and he's already like competing and better than almost everyone there. I'm like, how are you so athletic? It's insane. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so exciting. Because you said there was like, how many people were competing? A couple hundred. Yeah. Fourth place out of 200 people. That's insane. Yeah. For their first time. And like, it wasn't even Mm -hmm. like their first time as a partner. Because you, CrossFit's also different because you do partners or sometimes groups of three. They also do um, co-ed teams, like guy, girl. So if maybe (laughs) someday I get just crazy in shape and really figure my stuff out, even if we got dead ass last place because I suck ass, it would be very fun to do a competition together with him. But that is like years out because I am... I was watching like the girls go because it goes like girls event, guys event. And I was empowered. I was like, these girls are badass. I need to... I need to get it together. The thought of doing that like scares me. Like <laughs> if I ever did that. So go you. Yeah. Honestly, because I've, I've watched them. They play. 
the competition sometimes on ESPN or some of the sports channels at the gym. And I've seen like the 60-year-old woman one and it is insane. I'm like, how are these women 60? This is crazy. It is. And it it's very different too because there's so many different body types. Like there a lot of like, you know, track girls kind of all looked the same. Then you'd have like the shop put girls who were built the same. A lot of gymnasts are built pretty similar. But in CrossFit, I was like, you've got lean, super bulky, tall, short, like a little bigger, but very muscular, tiny. I'm like, there, you can't judge a book by your cover in there. Cause the guy who got first mm-hmm. in Clay's division was literally like, he couldn't have been, he was way shorter than me. Like wow, five, two. Yeah. So, so bizarre. That's anyway, cool though. Yeah. Learned a lot about CrossFit this weekend <laughs> and yeah. really got to meet some of like Clay's buddies that are from his gym. So it was super fun. And Yay. I'm inspired to get in shape a little bit more. <laughs> As you're already so in shape. Oh, that is but very you're right. Kind. They're like the mega athletes of in shape. Yeah. They're above me for sure. But yeah. Okay. Your guys' peak of the week. Let's see here. Oh my gosh. I have to read Kate's. Officially one year sober. Congratulations, Kate. That is amazing. Ooh. Okay. Awesome. Nanette said, got pre-approved for a house. Hell yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Congrats. Congrats. Hannah said, turn 24 in Hawaii with a bunch of cute emojis. Happy birthday. And I hope Hawaii is treating you so well. And Caitlin said, I got the promotion I've been working towards living my dream life. Congrats, Caitlin. That is so exciting. Yay. And make sure to send in your peaks of the week, guys, every week on our Instagram at Already Friends. And drum roll. It's been a year. Woo. Pop the confetti. Pop the champagne. Let's go. Cut the cake. (laughs) Roll out the red carpet. The purple carpet. (laughs) Yes. Take the photos. Guys, one year of the podcast. It's so exciting. Our little baby is one years old. (laughs) I guess with this episode, we just want to reflect, share some stories, share what we've learned, like we said earlier. And I guess before we even say anything about our one year, first, we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, We couldn't be celebrating a year if we didn't have listeners like yourself that show up, listen to us. If it's once a week, if it's once a year, thank you for clicking play on our podcast. Again, your support not only means the world to us, but allows us to continue living our dream and hosting a show that we seriously love to do and are so proud of. Yeah, seriously. Thank you guys so much. And when you send us your sweet messages or read the reviews, it is beyond rewarding to know that little bits and nuggets of advice or just things we say or random recommendations are really helping you in your guys' own lives. And that is why we set out to do this because, you know, we're 26, 27 now. We've learned a little bit and we love to just share and make other people's lives better. No use in keeping all this insight for ourselves. Yeah. And with every episode, we learn so much. We learn from you guys as well. We bring on guests that we learn from. Like this whole experience has just been so rewarding, even on that level for us too. And we research stuff before we bring it on here. So it's just been it's very cool to share this passion with you guys and dive deeper into something that we've really wanted to do, both of us, for a while now. And so happy that we we got to bring it here. Yeah, you're so right. It really has forced us to like better our own lives because if we think of a topic, we start to research, you know, we ask other people and it's held us accountable to be our own best versions of ourselves. So thank you for mm-hmm. putting us in a position where 
we can better our own lives in the process of helping you guys. Yeah. So I think we can start off with sharing some of our big milestones that we've got this past year. One of the biggest things we did, we hit top 20 on Apple Podcasts in our category. And I think the highest we got was at number 16. Yes. Is that the highest we reached? Okay, yeah. And since then, we've been consistently in the top 100 um, week after week in the US and in Canada. Shout out to the Canadians. We love you guys. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I remember the day when we were getting number 16 Kara and I were like sending each other screenshots back and forth like oh my god look at it now look at it now it just like kept climbing (laughs) it's 49 it's 32 (laughs) and we posted like we got 30 or like 32 and then it kept going out we're like we should have waited to post like what who we never would have thought that it would keep going up it's insane insane and the other huge number with that is we hit a hundred thousand downloads which is a huge number that I can't even really wrap my mind around I think it's just so unique and awesome that podcasting you can't really like see your audience in the way that other mediums allow that you know like if you post an Instagram Mm -hmm. story you swipe up you can see exactly how many people looked at it and who looked at it podcasting is so different because you're just talking into a mic it's Kara and I looking at each other and then there's been a hundred thousand downloads it's crazy and it's weird to think about which part of someone's lives that download was interjected in. Like they could have been walking through Paris. They could have been in the grocery store picking out food. Like they could be on their way to deliver a baby. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking about <laughs> random places. But it's cool to think about all these places that people have chosen to add us into their lives. Yeah. Amongst the how many podcasts are there in the world? A million, I think. So many podcasts. Which, and thank you guys for our rankings and our downloads because I think we are officially in the top 0.05% of podcasts in the world. So we were top 1% now. I think it moved up to top 0.05%, right? Oh my gosh. That's crazy. It is I think so that's crazy. right. I think you sent me, a, there's a couple websites that do those statistics for all the podcasts. And Yeah, shout out yeah, to those websites cool for keeping track for us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, chartable.com. <laughs> if you want to work with us, we love you guys. Um, Another peak that we've had with the podcast, we've had people streaming from over 64 countries uh, in 2021. So our top countries were the United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, and the Netherlands. Julian's doing work for us over there in the Netherlands. Spread that good word. Thank you, Julian, for <laughs> sending the podcast to all your friends. We appreciate it. Shout out Utrecht, if that's where they're hey. listening from. It was really cool, is cool to look at our map and see the little highlights of where it is. And mm-hmm. as you just said, like people going about in their daily lives, going to the gym, going to the grocery store, class, whatever, choosing to listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. Like I, I want to know what, what people are doing when they're listening. Maybe we need to put up a <laughs> box. Like what are you doing today while you're listening? Yeah. A few other things. We've had successful meetup of 20 listeners in Omaha. We would love to do more meetups in the future. That was so fun. Yeah, we definitely do plan to do more logistically. It seems like it should be so easy because it's like, oh, Kara and I just end up at the same place at the same time. Well, that's the hard part is that (laughs) Kara and I are not usually at the same place at the same time. If we do a meetup, (laughs) obviously we both want to be there. But when Kara and I do meet up in person, we have to hang out. We have to get to like catch up on our own stuff. And then we have to record episodes. And then we want to, you know, go do whatever we're doing in whatever city. So we keep looking at dates on the calendar and trying to figure it out. And I know we keep promising and saying we want to do more meetups we're trying I feel like it's also 
our issue that we want to do a meetup that's like the best possible experience for everyone. Like we want to have food and like snacks. And I feel like we do that too. We just want to be enjoyable for everyone and no one leave hungry or we want to do fun activities. So that's something else that we do in the background too is like we both just like hosting events and parties and we want to go all out for you guys. So absolutely. And then we recorded 50 episodes over 50. I don't know how we're at 55 because there's aren't there 56 weeks in a year? 52. There's 52. How are we at 50? Oh, we launched three when we started. So that's right. Got it. Yes, correct. (laughs) If you want to launch a podcast, pro tip, I've learned online to start with three episodes. So there's a little behind the scenes for you why we launched with three episodes. (laughs) Yeah, we did a get to know you, a guest, and then us. I think that was... You were right. You did a ton of research on that. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) Of course. A few other things. We launched a Patreon page in the past year to give you guys extra episodes and connect with our BFF squad. And of course, we've built a community of friends from all over the world who tune in each week to find peace, listen to us chat, and find friendship in the form of an audio podcast. Absolutely. And even with the Patreon page, we did a Zoom virtual workshop, which we definitely plan to do more of those. Those are a little easier easier to coordinate since we can just turn record on the camera and anyone can hop in. So if you potentially want to get in on that, patreon.com slash already friends, it's only five bucks a month and you get extra episodes. Mm -hmm. We have a whole backlog of all the episodes that are extra up till we launched. So you can listen to those. There's at least five really good episodes in there. Yeah. So definitely check that out if you're interested, but All in all, we've done a lot, probably more than I would have ever anticipated when we started, which is great. That's really all you can hope for when you hit record and upload it into the mega web. So, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And we also, you know, running the social pages for it, too. We didn't also think about like, like we're just now starting to get the TikTok going, but having the Instagram, it was like, well, how are we going to get the word out? What's it going to look like? What format are we going to do? So thank you guys that do share those under your stories, like our little quotes, because we actually get quite a lot. And I'm sure that helps people find the page. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, of course. I think we've mentioned this before, but the best way we grow is through word of mouth. So anytime you guys share the podcast, share it to your story or just share it with a friend or a family member, that helps us so much. So keep spreading the love, keep spreading the already friends podcast out there. But But I think now we can hop into some lessons that we've learned through starting this. And I think the first one that comes to mind for me is just how much work goes into podcasting. And I don't think people realize it. I think it's the same thing that we were just saying about a meetup. Like, oh, you think hosting a meetup is just say where and when and you show up. It's like, oh, just record the episode and throw it online. It's like, well, before we record, we make an outline and we collect our thoughts and then we record. And that's a couple hours and then we edit the episode and then we listen and then we re-edit the episode after we've edited it the first time and we make social posts we post it we reach out to brands like there is so much we write the title one hour episode oh right we the try title. To, yeah, yeah. try to research like what would be a good title to you know show up as people are searching and then we write the description and then when we listen back we have to make sure if we said oh we'll link that book or this is the place that we have to put those links link everything mm-hmm. and coordinating when we're going to record because 
because it's between me, Kara's schedule, studio schedule, and a guest schedule. So sometimes, you know, hiccups happen too in recording. And then it's like, oh my gosh, we've got to get an episode. We've got to get on record. And then we have things like, you know, the bar below my building having a polka festival in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> and we have to re-record or storms or your cable cord having the local St. Louis radio station coming through. Yeah. Like there is playing in the background. <laughs> something comes up every week under some circumstance at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not to discourage <laughs> anyone from starting a podcast. It's just the truth. And yeah, it's just a lot of work. And again, it's so rewarding. We love doing it. But there's a lot you don't see that goes into, again, a 45 minute to one hour episode every single week. Yeah. I think it is just good to be realistic because we thankfully have careers where we've been able to adjust and accommodate those scheduling changes or things that may happen. But it's just good probably for someone to know if they do think it's just like turning record on. That way <laughs> you can do some research and figure out if it's something you can take on. That way you don't end up over promising and under delivering and saying like, we're going to post, you know, two episodes a week and then you get going and you're like, there's no way. Because even one episode a week, I think is about, it's enough for, it's a lot of work, but it's enough. We can handle it. But like for us to jump to two a week would be a huge jump. I feel like any more than one a week, it's like, okay, you're a full-time podcaster. Yeah. Like, Agreed. <laughs> Like, I cannot imagine doing that with a full work schedule. Oh my gosh, are the people that have an episode every day? There's yeah, a few podcasts I think like, like they have to be full-time podcasts unless they're recording from like 6 to 8 a.m., which I guess you could be. You can and have like someone else like edit that. it and just get really good so you don't have any rambles. Yeah. Craziness. Couldn't be us. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next thing we learned is just consistency that you got to stick with it and it's going to be a slow build as you figure out everything and all of the moving parts. But I think the format of podcasting doesn't have the viraliness of say like a TikTok post just blowing up or like a tweet getting a ton of action. You know, a podcast, it, it requires people's time. So people have to be committed to sitting down to listen, you know, 30, 45 minutes an hour. So it's just going to take a long time for the, the podcast to take off mostly likely unless you're already super famous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a slow and steady race to launch and grow a podcast. So if this was something you're interested in, definitely don't expect it to blow up overnight. I know we've seen podcasts blow up overnight, but those are few and far between. So even ours is honestly few and far between. The fact that we are where we are all because of you guys is way ahead of where we ever thought we would be in a year. So true. Yes. And again, like Allison said, consistency is key. I feel like we are where we are because I feel like you and me, when we were launching the podcast, we just kind of had an unspoken understanding that we would never miss an episode, like that we 100%. were actually starting a podcast. <laughs> like, because I feel like it never was directly said like, okay, so we're both going to show up every week, right? But it's like, we That's just so true. Knew. We never had that conversation. And <laughs> yeah. we never were like, well, what if we can't get an episode up that week? It was like, no, we'll do whatever it takes, no matter what's happening to get an episode up. Yes. And I feel like that just makes our listeners understand that there will be an episode on Friday. Like, I don't feel like anyone, like if we, something happened and like we didn't have an episode up for the next day, I feel like you and me would just, we would find a way to put something up something. at 5am on Friday morning, you know? Absolutely. I mean, even the one time, the closest we ever got to not getting an episode up was when the power went out in St. Louis and you literally couldn't get Wi-Fi. <laughs> 
Yeah. Remember? And like there was a huge outage. And so you had to go to a coffee shop in order to do your part of it. So like that was as much out of our control as it was. And there were so many nights where we would stay up on Thursday until like two, three, four in the morning making last minute touches. But we were like, we're not going to bed. So tell this is up. Tell it is published. So you got to show up. Got to show up. And I think that's a good tip. We just launched our uh, February social media tips and tricks episode in the Patreon. And Kara, do you want to share what you talked about with that girl who said, you know, I'm maybe not the best creator. Oh, yes. Uh, Something that I touched on in the episode is Victoria Paris, who's a big New York City TikToker. She went on the Colin and Samir YouTube page, which if you are interested in social media tips and tricks, Colin Samir, they're awesome. But they were asking, like, how did you get so big? And she was like, I don't think I'm really that special. I'm a consistent creator. Like, I'm not the best person that there is, but I post every single day. I show up. So that trumps like being amazing and cool if you're just like I mean she is amazing and cool I I really do like Victoria Paris but she was just saying like me posting every single day just something is better than doing an amazing elaborate video once every week or once every two weeks so or what she's going for for getting that big Mm -hmm. I guess it depends what your goals are because maybe someone who I don't know is going into like documentary work maybe one really thought out video is better but just for numbers on socials and getting the deals that she wanted and the growth and growing exactly very true yeah if you're doing a portfolio and maybe want your five best videos like for sure take as long as you need but yes for that aspect being consistent really worked out for her and for us yeah and for us I think another lesson that I learned is that your first episodes are not going to be your best or your favorite, but you have to start somewhere. And I think we did a good job of this too with the kind of, like honestly kind of ignorance is bliss with this is like we just started and even if after we listen to them a few times or even like later on, we're like, ah, oh, it sounds so bad. It's like, we just started then and it worked out. Like you cannot wait to start until everything's perfect because everything will never be perfect. I feel like your audio just gets better with practice and like the way you edit just gets better with practice. And the only way you can get practice is practice is just to start. So that's something I'm really glad that we didn't get too hyper-focused on was like getting perfect right at the start because we would have never grown at the rate we did if we just would have kept mm-hmm. picking episodes or like editing them to death in the beginning. Yeah, we actually, the first three we did, those were all first try. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I actually have not gone back and listened to them because I have anxiety. I don't want to know if they sound bad. <laughs> and we always have people message us like, I started all the way at the beginning and I'm like, oh, you did? Are you sure you could just, <laughs> just hop in? at like episode 12 just or starting <laughs> with the most recent episode no need to go back <laughs> But I think another lesson I learned from that is like maybe at the beginning, if that stuff is not as good, maybe you're not going to get the support that you were hoping for at the beginning. There's this quote about being a creative, like, you know, your work's not that good, but you you just got to do the work and kind of going off of what Kara was saying, like you will learn and you will get better, but you've got to do the work. And mm-hmm. maybe those people didn't want to listen at the beginning because maybe they tried it and they were like, eh, it's not that good. I, I think it was okay. Our, our stuff was not that bad, but let's just say, you know, maybe it's not up to the standard that we were wanting. Well, as we kept going and going, I noticed like tons of people that I am like close with or good acquaintances with have since followed the podcast like way after we launched and or started listening, you know, probably like six months, nine months in because they're like, okay, this is actually pretty good now. But maybe at the mm-hmm. beginning, they it, it was not for them. And that's okay. And I think that's just a good lesson that no matter what you're starting off in business or a new creative journey or a new hobby, like maybe at the beginning, you're not going to be that good and people aren't going to be 
as gung-ho for you, but that's why you got to be your own cheerleader because that will come later. And it's sad to say, people just like cheering for a winner. That's why we have bandwagon sports and all that stuff. It's sad, you know? at the same time, no, yeah, agreed. But on the same, at the same time, no one likes to see when someone's perfect right off the bat, you know? It's Mm. cool to see growth in a podcast or a, a creator. It's so cool to see when someone started with nothing and got it to where it is now. So thousand percent agree. I also, like, I love when people keep their old content up for that same reason. Like if I go to Mm -hmm. like a cool Insta blogger girl and she's like archived every photo from like a year ago and prior, I'm like, girly, I want to see the glow up. Yeah. Like, let me see the process. Be relatable. Let's go. (laughs) Come on. We all did just start with amazing, incredible talents. Like you started somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's more relatable for people to see like, okay, that's what your content used to look like or that's how you used to do it. And now you're here because mine looks Mm -hmm. like that still. And that's giving me hope that I can get to where you are someday. Exactly. I think another lesson that can apply to any project or podcast or anything is if you are going to pick someone to work with, I think like a really good quote that has always resonated with me is like, don't take criticism from someone that you wouldn't take advice from. And I feel like the partnership with Allison and like starting the podcast with Allison has been so good because we're such good friends and that we both would come to each other for advice. And when you're growing something together, you have to trust that person. And like, there's gonna be times where you have to critique the show or like give your feedback on like what could be better, what could be, you know, something that we don't keep doing. And I think working with Allison has been great because again, like I trust when you have an opinion or idea because I've always trusted you with like advice or your thoughts like before you even did this. So if you're thinking about starting something with someone, make sure it's someone that you would go to for advice or, you know, like someone that you can get their opinion from because there's gonna be times when you have to like really figure out what the future of this project looks like or like, are we doing the right thing? Like, are we doing the right topics and are we having on the right guests? Like it's a collaborative that, I don't know. I feel like if you don't feel like you can take advice from this person and they're giving you their feedback, then it's like, that's just not a good fit. You know, does this make sense? No, this makes so much sense. And also, thank you. I'm so flattered. I feel the same way about you. Piggybacking off of that, if you have like had interactions with someone you think you're going to start a business with, like think of how they act even just like under pressure or like maybe you could see them and how they work or in other relationships. Because a good example, I know Kara and I and us together will always get things done because you're remember when we were in Columbia and (laughs) we were coming back and you got that pitch from that Armin Van Buren mural and they were like okay this we need an Instagram post in front of this mural on this day by this time and we were like bro that is the day our flight lands there was like a blizzard that day we probably hadn't slept in like two days we were gonna have to like Uber (laughs) across town we were also sharing an Uber with someone else we didn't even have a chance (laughs) to go like get your camera or change clothes so we literally got out of this Uber we like splayed my suitcase open. Kara's like at the wall, kind of like figuring out what shot she wants. I'm like picking her an outfit out of my suitcase. We we pull it off. Those pictures were amazing. All was yeah, good. It was like nope. in the middle of Bushwick. I've never <laughs> been to Bushwick my entire life. Like we're like pulling up the coordinates. Like it was freezing. Yeah. And I'm like trying to get a cute outfit on the side of the road. I'm like changing we're on the side of the road. <laughs> 
Just yeah. got out of an but, international flight. But we got the photo. We got the Instagram post. That's so true. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. You know, but it just goes to show. Afterwards. Yeah, like we weren't stressed when all that was happening. We were still having fun with it. And mm-hmm. it's just a good example of how, you know, we'll get it done, whether it's down to the wire, when it's inconvenient. And even if it is like a high pressure situation, we're going to pull through. Yes, because I, if I remember correctly, we were supposed to land on Saturday. Then yes. our flight got canceled till the next day. So like when I, agreed to doing this mural it was like oh i'll just pop over on sunday morning like go to bushwick for the day but it was like no all of a sudden this is like chaotic and if i said i'm gonna do something we're gonna find a way to do it exactly so true so true and I, like i always looked up to you too like we what do we say a lot you don't need two cooks in the kitchen like we mm-hmm. both have a lot of similar interests and are good at similar things but we also have expertise in our own niches that we could bring to the podcast and i think that's very helpful because when you started when we started you're like yeah i i've got the editing i know audio and I'm like cool I don't know what you think I brought to the table but I didn't (laughs) offer that that's terrible you bring a lot to the table oh my gosh (laughs) not regards to podcasting though like I didn't know anything about podcasting that's all right again like if both of us were trying to be audio geeks that would be like too much too much you don't need two audio geeks on a podcast something (laughs) yeah if you're looking to start something with someone kind of what we're saying is like make sure you can work together and that you bring characteristics that each other can work well together with or what someone's lacking the other person brings. I feel like that has very much contributed to our success of working well together and having a great show. Absolutely. So many good memes. Yeah, so many good memes. With that story, I feel like we should just bring up some funny moments of the podcast, kind of recapping the last year. Okay, so funny moment, fun fact that I don't think we've ever announced on the podcast, but the night that me and Allison had talked about doing a podcast, we actually had a whole different vision for the show. We wanted to be in like the comedy niche and talk about how our lives are a mess. And I think we quickly realized that was not our alley. Like me and you are funny together, like situationally funny. I don't think either of us are getting up on a stage and doing stand up, (laughs) having a stand up special doing like improv. So I think we quickly realized that comedy was a little out of our forte. No, I think what that is all 100% true. I think we were trying to say that we were doing comedy because if we felt like if we made our category personal journalist, that it would say that we knew what we were doing and we didn't know what we were doing. So we were Mm -hmm. trying to like give ourselves a safety net of putting ourselves in comedy of being like, well, it's okay if we're bad and people laugh at us. It's fine because it's a comedy (laughs) podcast. Yeah, we were trying exactly. to like shit on ourselves. We wanted before. that, yeah, <laughs> so that people couldn't kick us before we were down. I guess. Yeah. Oh my god, you're so right. So that's a little behind the scenes. But and then we got confidence because we changed it. Like when we launched, we were still comedy, and then maybe like a month in, we were like, "Dude, we're not a comedy podcast." <laughs> this, if uh, yeah, this is a bad reflection. Or, wow, we clearly don't know what we're talking about. This is not comedy. So. But that's Should, good. We found our niche, found our little home. Should we share good. what the name of the podcast was going to be? Yeah. Okay. We were going to call. Go. We were going to call it "Already Peaked," and we were going to interview people that felt like they had already peaked in life, or like hit their high, or done a great thing, and didn't know how to like come back from that, or you know maybe post college or like I don't know what my place is in the world. And we definitely do still have some of that, like coping with feeling lost in your twenties type of thing, or like after a relationship or once you have kids, all that. But those that is an element of our podcast. We 
didn't need to make the entire podcast <laughs> yeah, about how everyone's <laughs> train wreck of a life yeah. and how everyone's doing terribly. So with that, fun fact, if you listen back to the first episode, that was the name when we were recording. So you can kind of see it spun in that angle in the first episode. Yeah, that is so It's true. like our pilot. Because yeah. um, <laughs> that also may, reminded me that we were kind of coming from that angle because we thought of doing the podcast in 2020, like late 2020. And so I think mm-hmm. we kind of felt like everyone's lives was crumbling and a lot of people could relate to that, which was kind of how that came to be. Yeah, but then we realized, yeah, everyone's lives are crumbling, but no one wants to talk about how all their lives are crumbling. (laughs) People are also just lonely and really just need connection. And I think that was our aha moment from ideation in October, first recording in like the last week of October Mm -hmm. in November to four months later, three months later of February. It was like, okay, people want community. They want to connect. We're all isolated, lonely. Like let's hone in on that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it was good that we had like a few months to think that through. And if you are starting a business or something, I think it's very important to make like a brand pillars. Like what, what is the value that your business offers or who are are you and so that way in times of confusion you can look back on that of like is this does this new change or does this product roll out or does this topic fit our original brand values if not then maybe the values have changed or if not maybe get back to the root of what you were wanting to do yeah and I love that. And when you're starting, maybe just sit on an idea or sit on something just for like a little bit. Because we sat on this for, yeah, four months and it was good. We got everything lined up, got our vision values together instead of just pulling the trigger right away. Yeah. Any other funny stories? I think I have a confession that I have messed up the podcast so many times and have accidentally uploaded 10 minute episodes that are supposed to be one hour episodes or have woken up and been like, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't schedule the episode and they've gotten live at like 7 a.m. So everyone forgive me. Oh my gosh. It's hard. fine. That is not even bad. (laughs) Yeah. Literally one time I, we got a message and it was like, hi, um, I don't know if you know, but it seems like the episode is starting halfway through the interview and I'm like, shit, shit, shit. Like running to my computer and like re-exporting and uploading it. Okay. Well, the time when you were in Morocco or something and I had to do the uploading, I accidentally only uploaded the one with my audio file because <laughs> the way we record is like, I have my own audio file, then Kara has her own. And then like there's the tracks are laid together, mm-hmm. but there's one of each of them. And I accidentally clicked the wrong one that only had my version. And so someone messaged us and was like, Hey, <laughs> Um, I can only hear Allison talking, not Kara. Oh my God. And I thought I did everything right. I was like, Kara, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. I like, I researched it. I want to make you proud. And then I fucked it up. <laughs> I think we just all agreed. No one wants to hear me talk anymore. It's just, let's just hear Allison. We oh just God, cut no. me out. No, it's perfect. Okay. So yeah, some funny stories is that you guys don't realize, but we mess up a lot. But all in all, and I'm again, five minutes late to every recording time, <laughs> no matter what. Today's excuse is that I was getting a extra large protein chocolate smoothie from Clean Juice because I was like, you know what? I'm celebrating the one year of the podcast. I'm going to yes. spend $13 on this smoothie and it's going to be amazing. I literally didn't know Clean Juice was so expensive, but whatever. Oh it was delicious. Have That's you been to Clean I feel Juice? About, no, I don't know if we have one here. I'll have to find one. It, it's really good. I'm but, channeling that energy today. I'm going to go buy something expensive and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's 
It's like when you got that big gig and you bought a $17 ramen bowl or whatever. It's the exact same thing. I love that. We'll be purchasing something. Okay, wait. Actually, this is a follow-up peek. Sorry, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But when I was thrifting this morning, I found black Uggs in my size for six bucks. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yes. I was stoked. That's amazing. I didn't really know how I felt about the return comeback of the Ugg, but I was like, you know what? For six bucks, I can feel fine about it. I'll wear them to yoga. Oh my God. I love Uggs. And mine, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I have the gold sparkly Uggs of 2010 (laughs) that were Oprah. Winfrey's favorites. She literally used them as stockings. If you remember that, she put Uggs, sparkly Uggs as her stockings for that year. But I got them and they were immediately ugly. Like they got ugly in one day. And so I never wore them. I think I wore them twice to school. And then I was like, I'm a freshman in high school. This is embarrassing. You mean they went out of style? They got ugly in a day? Oh yeah. No, the, the shoes are still the shoes, but they went out of style immediately. And I've just held on to them because I feel guilty that my parents bought me this Christmas gift 12 years ago and I never wore them. And now the Uggs are back in. I need someone to like DIY flip them for me or like tell me how to flip them myself because the inside is so soft because they are never worn. Like it is the brand new Ugg feeling, Mm -hmm. but they're gold and sparkly and I look like a hooker. So if anyone has any tips, let me know. I'm going to flip them. Yeah. My advice, which not related to the Uggs, is just donate the stuff. When things go out of style for me, I am not really under the mindset of like, I'm going to keep this so it comes back in 10 to 12 years years, whatever, because fashion <laughs> always cycles. I think that is very wonderful that you did that. I know the exact feeling when someone's bought you something and you feel bad, but on a same concept, not even just with the Uggs, is you can just donate it because someone else will also donate it. And then when things come back in style, there will be Uggs again on the shelf for six bucks. And I yes. didn't have to keep mine. It's fine. Someone else got to use them for the last 10 years. I think I'm just going to wear them ironically ugly and just like go yeah. out in public. Like that's kind of something I've been doing lately is just wearing things that are so ugly but ironically, it's kind of fun. I Okay, I see that you've been doing that. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, you mean like There's the big really, red coat? Is yes, that what you're thinking of? There's a thrifted dress that I took to the DR that I haven't posted a picture in. And it's like this 90s, like, toucan tropical like jumper and it's like literally straight out of the 90s like the tag is very like I don't know very that era and it's so hideous that I'm like I kind of like it like I kind of like dressing hideous to be ironic I don't know I'll, t- I'll send you a picture may I'll post a picture when this episode goes live no I I for sure like that I mean I think that's kind of the whole <laughs> reason that I got into thrifting and vintage in the first place is because when someone would ask where something is from I didn't want anyone to ever have it because I'm an Enneagram 4 and I'm just annoying and an oldest child who's a brat. And so I could just be like, oh, it's vintage. Sorry. And <laughs> sorry. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing if you're like, I'm just wearing this because no one else would wear it. And it's just ridiculous. It's like, look at that girl wearing gold sparkly Uggs. Is she five? And it's like, joke's on you. I know they're ugly, but me wearing them ugly makes them cool. No, you're yes. not. No, I think that totally <laughs> works. Well, back to this podcast episode (laughs) topic. Uh, Enough about the sparkly Uggs. I think all in all, again, having this podcast has been so rewarding beyond our wildest dreams. Getting to meet you guys and see you in person and hearing your feedback is such a cool feeling. And just like hearing how the show's impacted everyone is incredible. So amazing. I know someone asked us if we had any goals for the podcast that we want to share. And we did not come prepared with this. I'm literally just pulling this out of my ass right now. But I think we would love to get to a point, speaking for myself, you can let me know if you agree like some really (laughs) cool partnerships like we don't Mm want to have like annoying sponsors we want to have like good sponsors that would be an awesome goal more meetups 
Um, keep building the Patreon group, a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. What else? No, I think that's really a lot of the same goals that we've talked about offline, like getting brand deals with brands we align with. We'd love to do a live recording. Mm, Let us yes. know if that's something you guys would attend. I have seen other podcasts do live recordings and I really want to go to one that's coming to St. Louis this spring with a podcast I really like. And I just think it's so fun. You can bring on your listeners and they can like do segments with you and do fun games. And it would be so awesome to involve our listeners in that way and like to have them on as a segment. So maybe that's something we do this summer. Let us know if that's something you would be interested in attending. Absolutely. That was all very well said. Yeah. That's one year of already friends, baby. I think we got to go bake a cake or go buy a cake and take a bite. Yeah. (laughs) Blow out some candles, sing happy birthday to my computer. (laughs) We can go on a virtual dinner date on Saturday night together to celebrate. Yes. (laughs) And cheers our forks into the camera. Into the FaceTime. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Amazing. Well, that was our 55th one year of the podcast episode. We will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys. Bye. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.